Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. American people, my American people, welcome to another fabulous edition of the Neek and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show. It's your host, Neek, and my man, Mr. C, better known as Chuck the Scholar. What's going on, man? How you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastic, Neek. It's another beautiful day. The sun rose in the east, and it's setting in the west. All right, now, it has it set? Hold on, let me look outside. Yep, the sun is down. The sun's setting in the west, so I'm all good, Nick. Another beautiful day, another great day, another healthy day, another day to breathe. This entire, this, this toxic air in L.A., it's another beautiful day to talk about some football, get our ran on, holler at our, you know, entertain our fans, both American and international fans. Nick, we got to throw that fan to the, you know, the love to the international fans out there as well. Yeah, I do, but tonight this show is for America, for my American fans. And the reason why, man, because Nick is about to go on the rant in a little bit here. But I just got to say this, man. Let me tell you about my day today. And fans are just tuning in, you know, every week, Chuck and I, we go on our little rant to start the show off. But we're going to break down the football games, you know, week 10, break it down for you. And, you know, the W Gut Award is coming up, so just be patient. But let me just tell you about my day today. So I, I think the theme of this show for tonight is going to be called, I'm going to be all right. Chuck, I already know you're going to be all right. And we know America's going to be all right. So let me tell you about my day. So I get up this morning, you know, I go to work because I teach and I coach. And so I get to the gas station first. First thing I see is a guy standing across from me in his car, you know, white guy. And he says, hey, buddy, how you doing? I said, oh, uh, I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah. Are are you you sure you're doing okay today, sir? And I said, I'm looking around like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, what's, why, why? He was just like, man, I'm just, I'm just checking on you, man. I'm just making sure you're okay. I mean, you know, our country right now, man, we got a lot of problems, man. You saw what happened last night. So, buddy, I just want to make sure you're okay. So I was like, yeah, sir, I'm going to be all right, man. I think I'm going to be okay, man. So I get in my car, and I'm thinking to myself, like, 
damn, what's that all about? You I mean I know what happened last night? We know Trump won. You know I'm not gonna get on here and and you know uh, degrade Trump and talk about you know the presidency, the race, and all that stuff. No, no, we're not here to do that, man. Because we 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 leave that up to CNN, Fox, and all the other channels and stuff, networks, blah blah blah. So anyway, I get to work, right? First thing I do, I get my car, grab my briefcase out to Trump. See a couple of my uh, co coworkers, you know. First thing they say, Coach, how you doing today? I'm like, I'm doing all right. You sure you're doing okay, Coach? Dude, that was the first thing in my head, like, what the hell? Why are you, why is this back-to-back people asking me am I doing okay? Yes, I'm doing fine. So then I get in the building, you know, get to my first period class. A couple teachers come in just say, hey, Coach, how's everything going? And they just pop their head in the room and just say, hey, how you doing today? And I said, no good. You doing okay, Coach? I'm doing fine. <laughs> so, I mean, the whole day, man, people was asking me, man, Coach, are you sure you're okay? Listen, man, let <laughs> put it like this. I am going to be okay. I don't give a damn if Trump or Hillary or whoever won, you know, last night. But the bottom line is this. I am going to be okay. It doesn't bother me one bit. Yeah, it's not who I voted for, you know, but this is America's free country, freedom of speech, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, you know, if Hillary won... You know, is that going to bother me? Am I going to be a little bit happy? Yeah, you know. I mean, you know, everybody is flawed. You know, I hear, I heard it all day. I was so sick and tired of hearing the politics all day. But, you know, at the end of the day, when it was time for me to leave, I said, you know what? I'm going to be okay. You know why? Because later on in night, Nick and Chuck are going to do this show together. <laughs> and I know Chuck is going to be all right. So, you know, Nick is going to be all right, fans. And, yes, you know what? I'm doing all right right now, man, and I'm glad to do this show with you. I couldn't wait to do this show with you because, you know what, the American people have spoken. They have elected their president. Okay, that's for politics. But you know what, tonight's show, Nick is going to speak that football knowledge, man. And I'm going to speak up loud and clear for the Raider Nation and for the rest of these NFL football fans. Chuck, I told you a couple years ago when we got Reggie McKenzie, I say, you know what? This guy's gonna get this team together. It's gonna take about a couple years. You know, last year I was like, eh, you know, some people say, man, I think the Raiders gonna be all right. I was like, eh, we'll see. You know, I said probably about another year. But you know what he's done, man? He's went out in free agency and he picked up key top offensive linemen. We talking about last last free agency. He went and got Rodney Hudson. Spent a lot of money on Rodney Hudson, one of the best centers in the game, right? Then this off, mm-hmm. then this past offseason, he goes out and get they call him K.O. Kalichi Asmeli, the uh, big mammoth guard from the Ravens. So he brings him on in there. We already know we got a pro bowler in, Gabe Jackson, the other guard. So right there, you see that interior beef? And then we go ahead and resign Donald Penn. We already know Menelik Watson and, and Austin Howard are coming back this year. But this offensive line is a mammoth. And we just witnessed on Sunday night football what this team can do when they run the football. And this team, man, ran it right down Denver Broncos' throat. And it was so funny because Donald Penn said after the game, when they went to their jumbo package in that second half, they ran the same two plays down Denver's throat, and Denver couldn't stop it. So what they did with that jumbo package, they brought in the sixth guy, and that was Denver uh, Kirkland. That's his name, Denver Kirkland. They brought him in the undrafted offensive lineman from Arkansas. Big shout-out to Arkansas Razorback football. You know how they love them hogs, the big old hogs. 
So we brought him in there. It's a six blocking uh, 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 man on the line. Actually, we kind of used him as a tight end, but he was just another, you know, six offensive lineman. And we ran that ball right down Denver's throat. They couldn't stop it. So what I'm saying is this. People have seen what the Raiders can do offense with David Carr. I mean, with Derek Carr, Mari Cooper. You already know Bob Murray and uh, Crabtree. And, you know, the defense is coming around. For three weeks in a row, the defense has stepped up, man. Seriously, you know. And what I'm saying is this, is that this team is 7-2. and two. They're playing like they're ready to make a deep run in the playoffs. And I'm telling you. Other teams in AFC better beware because Sunday night and Denver, and all the Denver players even said after the game, they said, you know what, man, I got to give it to the Raiders, man. That is a hell of a team. That is a physical team. And you know what happens, Chuck, when it comes January, it's playoff, cold football, and you know what the Raiders can do. They can throw the ball, but they don't want to throw the ball like that. They're going to pound that ball right down your throat. And so I'm just going to say this, man, wrap it up like this. I am proud of my Raiders. Raider Nation, this is the most exciting time in America. My Raiders fans on the West Coast, East Coast, all over. This is a great time. I mean, this is the week. We haven't had a, a time like this since 2002, man. That's how long we've been. I mean, the future is set, and I know this offense is going to keep it going. The next week, we're on bye this week, but next week coming off of bye, we get my boy Mario Edwards Jr. He returns, and guess what? Alden Smith is gonna be reinstated. So you already look at that. Look at the pass rushers: Irvin, Mac, Smith, and Edwards at that D tackle position. We already know what Mac did second half of the season when Edwards balling out last year as a rookie. And then we already know about the offense. They're gonna keep gelling. So I'm just saying like this, man. My Raiders are back. We are back, and I am so excited, and I'm so glad what they did Sunday night football. Man, I'm so glad America got to witness what this team is going to finish, what they're going to do the rest of this year, because I'm telling you, man, they ain't, they ain't stopping. <laughs> I'm just letting, letting the league know right now. What we did is finally in this offseason and the last few offseasons, we finally got it right. We had to deconstruct this team. We know what Al Davis, we know when he was dying, you know, the medication he was on, he was tripping. I mean, giving out these Devon Walker fat contracts, man. I'm looking like, what the hell are you doing, man? So Reggie McKenzie came in there, deconstructed this whole team, build it up now, and look at it. Build it in the trenches where it starts. And look, we have a quarterback. I mean, we are loaded every position, man. And guess what? Reinforcements on the way to add more help. And, man, I'm telling you, man, we're about to make a hell of a rub, man. I'm just excited. So I just had to go on my little rant to let my Raider, notion, Raider Nation and, and, and the rest of these football fans, man, to take notice and watch out for these Raiders because we are coming in AFC Conference. You can sit there and say, yeah, the Chiefs look good. Yeah, the Chiefs are all right. But, you know, Alex Smith was hurt, so we still got question marks. Not a lot of teams got question marks as well, except for the Patriots. But I'm just saying, man, it's my time. I had to say my rant. I had to talk about my Raiders because it's a beautiful time, man. And, you know, football is great. The NFL is great when the Raiders are back. And the Raiders out back, baby. Just win, baby. Oakland Raiders. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, you should be you should be happy right now. I mean, your team is seven and two. Um, the Oakland Raiders are definitely legit. Like you said, they have questions. Every every team has question marks. Uh, you know, your team's question mark is that defense. Um, but you know, I still think they can make it to the playoffs. They get that first round by. You know anything can happen. Anything can happen in the playoffs, man. Because your team, the Raiders, do give up a lot of you know give up a lot of yards, both rushing and passing, relatively speaking. Um, But they don't. But they don't. I just want to say this real quick because I know you're about to finish off. But the same people gotta understand. 
Now, a lot of that stuff happened early in the season. Have you watched the last three weeks, man? This team defensively, man, they 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 shutting it down, man. They they getting it. Yeah, I know. Every now and then, like uh, my boy Hayden, you know, he he lost contain and gave up a big touchdown play. But you see what the Broncos off that game, man. Three and out, three and out, three and out. I mean, the Raiders, man, Raiders can't play, man. Last three weeks, that defense is gelling. That's all I'm just gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely, they definitely have improved over the last three games. Um, you know, Jacksonville, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars, they gave up 16 points, but we're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they gave up 24 points, but we're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, and out of the last three games, I mean, the most impressive victory was obviously against Denver, but Denver's strength is not offense, it's defense. Now, with that said, I don't want to rain. I ain't trying to rain on your parade. I'm just putting that other side of the spectrum out there because, you know, that's what we try to be fair and balanced. We try to be Fox News. We try to be fair and balanced. No spin zone here. So I just provide the other aspect that there are things that this team definitely needs to needs to work on. They're far from perfect. But that offense is incredible. And what I love about what Reggie McKenzie has done with this team is that he's built – he's used both avenues to build this team. And what I mean by avenues is he's used the draft – which we all know is very important. That's how you build a franchise. You know, it's through the draft. He's he's done that, especially it's very prominent on offense. Uh, Carr, Cooper, I mean, all the other, you know, draft picks on that side. And then he's used free agency, where I've, talk, I've talked on the show many times that free agency, that's how you fill holes on your team. You know, that's how you feel holes on your team. He's used free agency to bring in Michael Crabtree, you know, to bring in um, Reggie Nelson, to bring in, uh, you know, these uh, Sean Smith, you know, these other guys on the defensive side of the ball. So Reggie McKenzie has done an excellent job using these both of these avenues to build this team. Um, and not only that, but he brought in a great coach with a mental, you know, with the with, with the right attitude. Jack Del Rio, he's that tough guy attitude. Jack Del Rio, he's what you want a Raider to be. You know, that tough as nails, old school type of dude. And I got love for the Raiders, you know. I got love for the Raiders. I'm in the back, I'm in the back of the bandwagon, on the back of the bandwagon, man. You know, bring me some Kool-Aid back there, Nick. I'm on the back of the Raiders bandwagon, man. When you get a chance, bring some bring some Kool-Aid and some uh hors d'oeuvres back there for me. Uh, because I like what the Raiders are doing. They're old school. They have a fullback. Mm-hmm. They have a fullback. They, no many teams have a fullback anymore. They pound the ball, and Reggie McKenzie has built this team through the uh, offensive line first. He knows the importance of a great offensive line, which is what we talked about. Uh, Jerry Jones has learned the past few days. Once you have that offensive line, once you have that strong offensive line, man, you can do a lot of things in this league. But it starts up front. So, mm-hmm. you know, so the Raiders, man, you you should be excited, you know. Seven and two in the tough in the tough division, AFC West tough division. But you know what? Y'all just beat you just beat your biggest division rival rivals, defending uh, defending Super Bowl champions. Um, so right now y'all are in the driver's seat. You hang on to that, get that first round by, and then that in the home field advantage through playoffs. Sky's the limit. Yeah, anything can happen. Anything can happen, man. That's why I love you, dude, because you got my back. And you know the best part, man? We going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And, Chuck, I know you going to be okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to be fantastic. You, we, talked about, we talked about that yesterday. But you know mm. what, Nick? I'm, 
you had your little rant. I got to do my quick rant. Right now, I'm calling on our new president, President Donald J. Trump. <laughs> that sounds weird, weird as hell. Donald hell Trump, future president. Donald Trump, I petition you as your first act before you build the wall, before you deport <laughs> everybody, before you do all this, do all this, all that other, this and that. The first thing I need you to do is evict the NFL refs out of this country. <laughs> Because they are absolutely horrendous. They're horrible. They're bringing down this league. And matter of fact, when you kick the refs out of this country, take Roger Goodell, punk ass with them. You know, mm-hmm. because, I mean, this NFL product, week in and week out, is just going downhill, man. It's, and like I said, Nick, fans do not go out there and laugh and try to brag when a team, your your favorite team is playing, and when, when the team your favorite team is playing gets screwed with some boneheaded call by the referees. Because like I've said, week to week, your team will be a victim of the (laughs) NFL referees before the season is over. It's not a matter of uh, if, it's a matter of when. Mm -hmm. Because these referees, they they literally stink. But you know what, Nick? I'm addicted, man. I'm addicted to this game. I still turn in and watch every day. I don't watch, I admit, I don't watch as much as I used to because it just drains it out of me, man. I, I watch every game. Here uh, he, he, uh, he go, another stupid, terrible freaking call. I mean, just the big call from this past weekend with the Seattle Seahawks, just so we can get mm-hmm. this out, out, just so we can get this out, and fans know what the real deal is. Because I got Seattle Seahawks fans at my job, and they talk about some, oh, Richard Sherman, he played through the whistle. You learn that from Pop Warner <laughs> football. Play through the whistle. Play through the whistle. That has no bearing on what happened. It's still on the way. Regardless if he played through the whistle or not, he hit the guys off, mm. leg, off leg. That's That should be a 15-yard penalty regardless. You can't even touch it. That's the same rule that applies to a punter. You can't touch their the landing leg, not the leg they kick with, but the land the leg they plant or land on. You can't touch that because you could you could mess them up. They're a helpless player, and that's what Richard Sherman did. He touched it. It's obvious. No matter how severe it was or not, he said you cannot touch him. Just like you cannot touch the quarterback in the head. As soon as you your you know your pinky finger go across it, it should be a flag according to the rules. So mm-hmm. that should have been a 15 yard penalty regardless. But if that went bad enough, okay, give them the five only five yards instead of fifteen yards. You dumbass referees, the ref gonna stand over the ball and get in this that long snapper doesn't even get his hands on the ball until five seconds are left on the play clock. Of course, there's gonna be a delay game. Mm-hmm. Like it did, they go assess the delay game penalty. It was the most retardedest. I don't even know retardedness is a word, but that's what I'm using right now. That was the most retardedest sequence of a back-to-back <laughs> event I've seen in a long time, thanks to the NFL referees, man. So, uh, you know, Rex Ryan had all the reason in the world to be upset. And, yes, that kick would have made a difference because it would have been a one-score game. Nobody scored in the third quarter. Going into the half, Buffalo would have had the momentum. Instead, they go in the half pissed off, worried about the stupid kick. So that that sequence of events, those two plays or those two missed calls caused by the NFL referees changed the dynamic of that game. 
And like I said, fans, don't try to make fun of Buffalo Bills because your team gonna get it one of these weeks too. So just say, just so just blame it on the rest where the blame belongs. Mm. All right, blaming on the rest. And you know what, Chuck? I'm gonna take it a step further because that's how I feel right now. And because I can't stand them punk-ass refs either, because they tried to get my team last week in the week before, <laughs> so I'm sick of that bullshit as well. And I know it's about time that I bring it back. And you know what I got to say, because you said you want Trump to petition and get rid of Goodell's ass. I agree, too. I agree that Goodell's ass got to go. I agree that them refs got to go. And you know how I say it? You know how the translation goes when I say that a ref and Goodell got to go? It's called, they got to get Look, Neat, I know we talked about this, and fans, we're going to do it one of these days. You know, we love you, but, you know, we're busy with our regular lives. We're going to get our little web- merchandise website up so y'all can purchase our things. But, Neat, we need to make we need, we need need to make a hat that says, make the NFL great again. I know. And here's that. the thing, man. Here, here's the thing. This is, excuse me. Fans, parents, listen to me. Listen to me. Cover your kids' ear right now. Turn the volume down. The league is straight bullshit right now. When I watch the game and I see my favorite player score a touchdown, I want to see him do that dance. Hell, I miss Chad Johnson. I miss Terrell Owens, man. I love when they do the popcorn and rock the cradle or or doing push-ups or doing CPR with the football. I miss them type of celebrations, man. I mean, players can't even have fun no more, man. I want to see them, especially when it's a bum. Well, I'm not even calling a bum, man. Let's just put it like this. Let's say it's a player that's been called up from the practice squad and he scores his first NFL touchdown, man. If he want to do the dunk percolate, if he want to go butterfly, you know I'm talking about old school, man, because we're in our mid-30s. You know we love that old school stuff, man. So what I'm saying is if they want to do all that, let them do it. Let them do it. Why in the hell are you mm-hmm. flagging them? Oh, oh, I'm sportsman, sportsman like Conde. Oh, yeah, bye. We don't like that one. Yep, sorry, sir. We're going to have to throw the flag on that. Nah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it, man. I'm sick of these damn refs. I'm sick that the NFL is a no-fun league. That's what it is. I know we always like to say it's not for long for some of them players because, you know, a lot of them players get dropped off. They don't last too long, blah, blah, blah. But it's a no-fun league, man. And it's not fair, right. man. Seriously, man. We work hard all throughout the damn week. We waiting. Wait and wait and we dream. Some of us can't even go sleep on Saturday night because we just so excited to watch football on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Some of mm-hmm. us, man, we don't be bothered with our wives or our girlfriends. I mean, I know it's kind of sad because Sunday is our day. You know what I'm saying? We just right. get so excited. We only get it 16 weeks a year, man. We just want to see some celebration and some fun. You know, these players can't even have fun no more, man, because it's a bullshit league right now. Amen. And right, fans, man. So we're anyway, gonna have those we're gonna have those hats yeah. for you. Make the yeah. NFL great again. We we are. And I'm in a good mood, man. You know, I was gonna sit here and say, you know what? I think I might go ahead and let the W Gut Award slide this week. But I can't <laughs> do that. I can't do it. Nope, not on this show. I ain't going to let it slide because there's one player I want to call out. I was going to sit here and say I could bring up the Browns. I could bring up the 49ers, you know, because they both suck. But I'm tired of doing that every week, man, seriously. But I just want to call out one player, man, and that is Eli Apple. 
I got to call your ass out. I know you young. I understand that. You a rookie this year. I understand that. I know your mom wants the spotlight. You got mama issues right now because she wants to control your life. I get that because you were a baby in the NFL. She wants to hog the microphone and speak and be the voice for all these mothers and be the voice of this and that. I'm sick and tired of hearing her voice, too. She needs to shut on up. You need to tell her, sit down like, Mama, chill out. Mama, 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 stop. Just stop, Mama. Stop, stop, stop. You're doing too much. I understand that. So it affected your play this week, and I don't understand why it affected your play because you just came off a bye. Do you understand that we jumped out 14 nothing, my Giants fans? I just wanted to let you know, a new fans tuning in, that Nick is a Giants and a Raiders fan. Giants number one, Raiders number two. But I just want to say this. We jumped out 14 nothing on the Eagles' ass. We should have blown their ass out. But that damn Eli Apple left some players by the names of Burton and, and, and Skaggs, whatever the hell, them, them two no-name no cats I ain't never heard of. They, 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 they just catch some deep balls. And, and make it look too easy out there. He missing, missing tackles. He's whiffing. I mean, he was looking like terrible. Landon Collins was going off on his ass like, man, what are you doing, man? You fucking up our defense, man. You fucking it up for me. I mean, seriously. So guess what? The Giants were wise enough to sit his ass down in the second half. They should have done it after that first damn drive. But he didn't get his act together. So bottom line is this. Eli Apple, I'm sending this. Who gave up that ass? The gutter war with no Vaseline straight to your doorstep. Hopefully you learn your lesson. Hopefully you watch film and just sit there and say, damn, I sucked it. I sucked in that game. You sure did, man. And Nick is calling your ass this week, out this week. So, young man, I'm just going to say it like this. Please don't show up on this war. Please don't be a recipient of this war the rest of the season. I hope you learn your lesson, man. And there it is. Let's move on into the games this week. Woo! Fired up, man. Right. I told you, Trump. I'll tell you, man. I'll tell you, man. Trump, Trump, the guy he's in, man. The American people don't spoke for Trump. I'll tell you right now, man. Chuck, you, you speaking for me, and you know, Nick is speaking for himself, and I'm letting it go tonight. So, anyway, let's get this week started off, man. I just want to get this whack ass game out the way, man, because this game should be over with, over with pretty quickly. If this game is not over with pretty quickly, which means this team should get their ass blown out, the Arizona Cardinals have problems. You got the San Francisco 49ers going against the Arizona Cardinals. You know what I call this game? This is a get-right game for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, the 49ers went out there. They had over 450 yards of offense last week against the Saints. And guess what? They gave up over 550-plus yards on defense. <laughs> so you know what that means? They suck. That's why they won in seven. So you're taking on the Cards team that's pissed off. You know what Bruce Arians is saying all this week? Let's whoop they ass. If we don't whoop they ass, we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Seriously, that's the message plain and simple. Go beat the shit out the 49ers. If you can't beat the crap out of the 49ers, man, you don't even deserve to uh, get a paycheck, man. These players only deserve to get a paycheck. If Kaepernick go out there and throw for 400 yards on this Cardinals defense, man, Cardinals are in trouble. Bottom line, Cardinals should blow the 49ers out, and that's why this is my whack game of the week. Arizona should win in the blowout. All I got to say is this. A short three or four years ago, when I used to be on Facebook, my feed was filled with these phony, wacky-ass 49er fans talking about, oh, we're so great. Oh, Kaepernick is the man. 49ers this, 49ers that, 49ers this, 49ers that. And now it's crickets. I'm barely on Facebook now, but when I do go to check, I just go to check and see if any 49er fans still exist on my Facebook feed, and they don't, and I love it. Cardinals all day. All right. Thursday night game. 
damn, another primetime nightmare. <laughs> Golly. I guess I'll tune in, man, just to check in on this game and see the score. But I got to tune in because that's what we do. We watch these games. We break it down, man. That's why your fans tune in to the Neek and Chuck because I'm the player. Chuck is the scholar, and we do what we do. But anyway, Cleveland Browns going to Baltimore. We know the Browns are 0-9. And Baltimore Ravens, man, they are 4-4 with the second-ranked defense in the league. And, man, did they shut them Steelers out for three quarters? I mean, it was 21 to nothing. Yeah, the four, I mean, the Steelers, uh, they scored in the fourth quarter, man, two quick touchdowns, you know, Try to make the game close at the end. But I tell you what, man, that Ravens defense was on point. You ain't got much, man. I'm telling you with Cleveland, man. You got Pryor. Ravens should be able to shut him down. Crowell ain't been doing nothing the last few weeks. And they got a rookie quarterback starting. So, bottom line, Flacco and crew, they should win this game easily. But this is a Thursday night game. Funny things do happen on Thursday night when you're playing the Cleveland Browns. But I'm not even going to do it this week because I went out on a limb last week. And, Chuck, I know you set my ass up, and I, and I went out on a limb. I said, you know what? I want them, them Browns to beat them Cowboys. But it just ain't having to get their ass whooped, so they're going to probably lose this game. I'm going with the Ravens 24-10. Cleveland Browns 0-16. <laughs> no, oh, no, no analysis needed. Cleveland Browns, 0-16. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got the 6-2 Kansas City Chiefs, man. I hope they lose this game for my Raiders. They taking on a Carolina pissed off, and the defense is starting to get it together the last couple weeks, man. I, see, you know what I peeped out, man, about Carolina, man? If their defense can have three or more sacks, because we know that front seven is probably one of the best in the game, if they can do that, and my boy Ely finally showed up, man, because I called his, out, called his ass out a couple weeks ago, and he finally had a sack. So, you know, he stepped it up. But my boy Thomas Davis, man, did you see that interception he made in that game? He leaped up out out the air, out of nowhere and snagged that ball, man. And I'm telling you, man, he, he got the game ball, man. He deserved uh, defensive player of the week. He had 11 tackles, a sack, an interception, and a forced fumble, man. Defense had three sacks all together, man. This is going to be a big defensive struggle. I mean, for the Chiefs, they get Alex Smith. He comes back this week, but – Ah, man, Whew. I want to take Carolina. I just don't trust them. Chiefs, Smith is back, so we know what they do. They don't do nothing exciting on an offense. Ooh, this is going to be a tough game, man. I'm just going to have to go with the Panthers at home. If they have three or more sacks, they'll win this game. I'm taking the Panthers 17-13. You go with the Panthers, I go with the Chiefs. I mean, for the Carolina Panthers, that bye week was huge. I mean, they come they come back from the bye week. The defense has got their act together, um, and they're two and zero since the bye week. Kansas City Chiefs they're sitting at six and two, like you said. I mean, they get Alex Smith back this week, um, but you know Nick Foles did very very well um, in his steed in his stead, whatever the word is, um, while Alex Smith was out. So, but. I just think the Kansas City Chiefs at this point in time um, is playing a little bit better football overall as a team. Yes, the Carolina Panthers defense is playing much, much better than they played earlier in this year, earlier in the year. But when you look at Cam Newton, Cam Newton is playing against the Chiefs defense and the refs. So that's a tall order to overcome. <laughs> he ain't playing like he played in his MVP season last year. Um, but if he shows up for this game and he plays like he did last, the MVP Cam comes back, it's going to be tough sledding for the Chiefs. It's going to be tough sledding anyway because this Carolina Panthers defense is going to come to play. Um, but I'm going to still give it to the Chiefs. All right. 
four and four Green Bay Packers. Man, who would have thought that midseason that the Packers are four and four? We don't. That's that's not Packer like, man. It's really not. They're taking on the Tennessee Titans team that is pissed off because that defense let uh, your boy Gordon and San Diego run for 196 yards on him. He ran all over, man, that defense, so they'll be pissed off for this week. But guess what, Tennessee defense? The Packers have no running game. Matter of fact, one of their wide receivers, Ty Montgomery, carried the ball seven times last week, 53 yards, because they have this other running back by the name of Don Jackson, but they don't believe giving him the ball. And if James Starks come back this week, we don't know. If he comes back, maybe that will help out a little bit. But right now, man, Packers Nation, I'm just letting you know, it's it, it, it's a struggle right now for Aaron Rodgers because teams are playing dime defense. They're covering these receivers, man. They're like, okay, Aaron Rodgers, go ahead and throw the ball. You know, if we can get some pressure on you, man, we got a good shot. But with that being said, Man, Titans, you only give DeMarco Murray 14 carries last week. Come on, man. You bring your Murray 14 carries, really, and let Murray out to throw for 313 yards. That's not bad, but Murray needs more carries, man. So if Murray gets 25-plus carries or 20-plus carries, I'm going to go with the Titans at home, but I'm going to have to go with Aaron Rodgers, man, because he called out his team and said, man, they're not playing with any type of, of effort or any type of enthusiasm. They act like they don't want to be there, man. So since he called them out, I'm going with the Packers and the close from 34-30. I'm sticking with Aaron Rodgers, too. And I get fans hitting me up like, Chuck, why you why you talking about ain't nothing wrong with Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers is going to be all right. Aaron Rodgers out there looking terrible. And they ain't the same. Packers are horrible. I'm like, no. Fans, calm down. Ain't like I've said week in and week out. Ain't nothing wrong with Aaron Rodgers. This dude has over two thousand yards, are on pace for over four thousand yards, complete almost sixty-four percent of his passes, twenty touchdowns and five picks. Twenty touchdowns and five picks. I mean he's gonna throw for forty touchdowns and ten interceptions. Or at least he's on track to do that. So nothing is wrong with Aaron Rodgers. He just needs some help. That offensive line beat up. They need to play better. Those wide receivers need to play better. Randall Cobb, you know, I know he's been dealing with some issues. He ain't really been balling out that uh, so far this year. Only 402 yards, three touchdowns. Give the man some help. Give the man a running game. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be all right. So. I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. You know why? Because Aaron Rodgers is going to be all right. He he going to be all right. But Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles, they ain't right now. Because Carson Wentz last week threw three, two, I mean, two picks in the first quarter. Actually, man, within, what, the first two drives. I mean, that's why my Giants jumped out so quick. So, with that being said, man, these Eagles, Falcons and Eagles game. Eagles, you got Ryan Matthews. I guess you don't trust him because Darren Sproles had 13 carries, 57 yards last week. Carson Wentz really doesn't have any receivers. But on the other side, in ATL, they have Matt Ryan, who, let me tell you these numbers, 2,900, almost 3,000 yards passing on the season so far, 23 touchdowns, four interceptions. That right there puts him in the MVP race. It really does. And he has a Devontae Freeman almost at 1,000 yards. And then my boy Julio. 51 catches for 907 yards. He will be at the 1,000-yard mark after this game. So, with that being said, too much firepower in Atlanta. I'm going to land in this game 34-20. to 20. Carson Wentz, that's still my man. He's still – I still love him. Everybody got to remember, 
He's a rookie. He's going to hit these rough patches right now. But just like Aaron Rodgers, my man, he needs some help. He's going to have – and then, like I said, he's a rookie. So there's going to be some ups and there's going to be some downs. You know, but that's where teammates have to step up and help him out. Your boy Doriel Green, Beckham, whatever the hell his name is, this dude was supposed to be a beast. At least you, if you listen to the NFL scouts when he came out, this dude is so underperforming, it's not even funny. I mean, this guy need, seriously needs to step up his game. Everybody on the Eagles team needs to step up their game. But even if they do, it won't be enough. Atlanta Falcons all day. All right, less than 10 minutes left, man. Let's get through these games. Well, since you said Atlanta Falcons going to be all right, but this game between the Bucks and the Bears is not a game that's going to be all right to watch for the ass. <laughs> so with that being said, man, I like Chicago in this game because they do have a running game at Howard. The Buccaneers, they have a Peyton Barber and a Mike James. Don't trust them. And they don't have another receiver besides Mike Evans. So, therefore, I'm going with the Bears. Yeah, uh, no, no analysis needed. I'm going to roll with the Bears, too. Fans always ask me, why do you love Jay Cutler so much, Chuck? And I say, don't worry about it. Just know that I love him, <laughs> and I believe in Jay Cutler. All right, you believe in Jay Cutler. Minnesota Vikings coming in struggling, 5-3. and three. Man, started out 5-0, and oh, and now they lost three straight, and they're going to tra- travel to Washington, take on these Redskins for a 4-3-1. and one. You know what, man? It's a tough game to pick. And I keep saying the last couple weeks, Vikings defense going to get it together. I mean, maybe this is the game they get together. We know the Redskins, they love to throw that ball around. Jones runs the ball every now and then. But I don't trust them again in this game. I'm going to go with the Redskins in this game, 31-20. Yeah, it's been tough sledding because, you know, Nick has his Raiders, Giants, his two teams. And fans, y'all know I have my two teams, too. My AFC team is the Bengals. NFC team is the Minnesota Vikings because of Mike Zimmer. And Mike Zimmer, the team started out hot, like Meek said, 5-0. and They're on the downslide right now. Uh, you know, North Turner gave the peace sign. He packed up his truck, and he was out. So right now they're in the transitional period. I think they're going to be all right. Um, but I think the Redskins is come to play. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with the Washington Redskins. All right. Houston Texans, 5-3. and three. A little sneaky 5-3. and three, But I don't believe they're really 5-3. and three. Taking on Jacksonville Jaguars. Trap game right here. Jaguars played a great game last week. They finally ran the damn ball. <clears throat> you got a Chris Ivory, and you finally run the ball. See what happens when you give him the ball. 18 carries, over 100 yards. Hopefully, they do the same. They do the same. They'll win this game. If not, they're going to lose. Yeah, I absolutely concur with that, Captain. Um, you know, Blake Bortles, <laughs> Blake Bortles, I still going to ride with my man. So I got to go in this game, even though the Houston Texans, <clears throat> you know, uh, they beat Detroit last week. We all thought Detroit was going to do something this year. So, you know, that was a good victory. But I'm riding with Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville. And I think, you know, they continue to run the ball, like you said. They're going to be all right. Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. Ugly game right here. Going to be a defensive struggle. We're talking about low scoring. Yeah, three and five Rams taking on the three and six New York Jets. And the bottom line is this. Fans, diehard fans of both of these ball clubs, they want to see the youngsters play. 
For the Jets, they would like to see a Bryce Petty play or Christian Hackenberg. And for the Rams, they would like to see the number one overall pick, uh, Jared Goff play. But since neither of these coaches believe that these two youngsters are ready because they think they can still salvage the season with their ball clubs, with the uh, quarterbacks they have in the case of Keenan versus a Fitzpatrick, I don't know who to pick in this game, but I'm going with the Rams because I trust their defense more than I trust the Jets. Close game, I guess, 13-10. Ah, I can't believe it, Neek. I can't believe it, Neek. After that great experience we had, what was that, 10 years ago when we were fortunate enough to go to that NFL draft, and you know our favorite part of that draft, man, Those the favorite people we met was who? When we was outside waiting to get in, get into that draft, our favorite people was those Jets fans out there talking mm-hmm. trash to everybody that walked by. I mean, these guys was great. So just off of that, just off of that, just off of GP, just off of general principle, I got to give love to the lowly New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Jets. All right, Denver Broncos coming in pissed off on that Sunday night performance in Oakland. They traveling down to the Superdome to take them to breathe and the resurgent Saints because they are 4-4. Four and, four. and we saw what happened two weeks ago. Them Saints upset the Seahawks, and I called that game, and I call it this one. Saints are going to upset the Broncos because we know when Drew Brees plays in that dome, he's Drew Brees, Drew Brees. Let's go, Neat. Let's go, Neat. We go, we both, we two games in a row. Let's go. Well, not two games in a row. I just picked the Jets in the last one. Anyway, I'm rolling with the New York Saints, too. Drew Brees, everybody know that's my man. Love Drew Brees. Denver, they got to go to the Mercedes Dome, whatever the place is called, whatever you, the name of the stadium, you just said it. I can't remember. I forgot already. Superdome. Go to Mercedes-Benz Superdome, and I just think that offense is going to be too much for them, and the Broncos' uh, offense ain't going to be a big keep up with keep up with the scoreboard. All right. 4-4 four four Miami Dolphins. I got to use that word again. The 4-4 four four resurgent Miami Dolphins. You know why? Because they took the ball to Tannehill's hands and they're giving it to Jay Ajayi. He just pound, 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 baby. Same thing over in San Diego. Not so much they took the ball out of Phil Rivers' hands, but they're balanced on offense. My boy Melvin Gordon's running that rock pretty good. Man, I'm excited to watch the game, watch both of these run backs get off. But the Dolphins, I don't trust them on this road game, man. We know how Phillip Rivers is at home. Man, I got to go with the Chargers in this game, man, because I just trust them, trust them Chargers more than I trust them Dolphins. I must admit the Miami Dolphins have surprised me. They last three games, I mean, 3-0. I mean, they beat the Steelers, they beat Buffalo, they beat the Jets. Not top-tier teams, but these are competitive, these are competitive physical teams, and the Miami Dolphins balled on them. So – but with that, the Chargers, they got Phillip Rivers. And it's in San Diego, so I'm going to have to agree with you, Nick. I'm going with those San Diego Chargers. All right, three games left under three minutes. Let's wrap it up. Dallas Cowboys at Pittsburgh Steelers. Bottom line is this. Which Pittsburgh team going to show up? I think this week the Steelers get back to playing Steelers football, which is being physical. We know the Dallas secondary is banged up. I look for Phillip – I mean, not Phillip Rivers, but my boy Big Ben to light up that Cowboys secondary – Something the uh, uh, the Browns couldn't do last week. I couldn't believe I picked the Browns. But, therefore, if the Steelers come out and play Steelers football, they'll win this game. They should be able to shut down Ezekiel Elliott. I'm going to go with the Steelers game because I can't stand the Cowboys, but I'm going to go with the Steelers. I hate the Steelers, but I'm going to go with the Steelers. Man, the American voter, majority of American voters thought that this election was tough, picking between Hillary and Donald Trump. Man, picking these two teams right here, that's like – 
pick it between Hitler and Hitler. I be mean, I, I I don't know which to pick, so I'm gonna go with a draw. My first draw. It's gonna this game gonna end in the tie. All right, probably the game of the week. Yeah, the Seattle Seahawks traveling to New England. We already know, man. Uh, my boy, man, Bill Belichick has a game plan to shut down Russell Wilson. We know that offense line is pretty bad. They're going against Tom Brady, man. We already know Gronk all day. Going to see some screens. Deion Lewis probably is going to return. I got to go with the Patriots at home in a close game, 24-21. I'm going to have to go with President Trump's best friends and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, Seattle Seahawks. I don't think they got a shot. All right. Monday Night Football, Chuck, yo, Bengals take on my Giants. Ah, man, I wish we had more time to show to break this game down. Biggest note in this game, Justin Pugh's out, so I think Geno's probably going to wreak havoc in this game on offensive line. But can that Bengals secondary, man, cover our weapons? That's going to be a good one, and that Giants defense has been balling out. So I'm, I'm excited to see Janoris Jenkins versus A.J. Green matchup. I'm going to go with my Giants in this game, close game. I'm going to say overtime, 31-28. You go with your Giants, I'm going to go with my Bengals. Um, it's going to be a tough matchup. This game is going to be one in the trenches like most games are. Like you like you already mentioned, Bengals, offensive, or Bengals defensive line, Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap and those guys can provide a pass rush. It takes less pressure off our DBs, especially having to cover those, those smaller, quick twitch wide receivers. I mean, Fitzpatrick has, uh, you know, kind of set – struggle with these, not Fitzpatrick, but, you know, our corner, you know, I'm talking about, I can't think of his name right now. And then on the offensive side of the ball, you know, it comes down to, are we able to pound the ball, and will A.J. Green be able to get open, or will Brandon LaFell and uh, Tyler Boyd need to step up uh, because A.J. Green's being double covered. So, it's going to be a tough matchup, but I think the Bengals will be able to pull that out in the end. All right. <clears throat> if you missed the show live, I always go to iTunes, look for Nick and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show. Fans, we'll see you next week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.